0: Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Life of Saint Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, section thirteen: What he did under Popes Gregory the Fourteenth and Innocent the Ninth in fifteen ninety 1590 and fifteen ninety one, chapter one hundred and fifty the favor showed to Philip by Gregory the 14th, Philip's age, 76. Now we can turn to what Philip did under Pope Gregory the 14th, having nothing to say about Urban the 7th, whose pontificate was so short. It was Pope Gregory who gave the Holy Father permission to celebrate mass in a private chapel adjacent to his room. There it was that in his longing for ever closer union to God, After saying the words, Lord, I am not worthy, he would ask those who were present, including the server, to go out, remaining on his own in the chapel, alone and without witnesses. He would often not consume the sacred Eucharist nor drink the precious blood before he had passed two hours, more or less, in contemplation of the blessed sacrament, with deep feelings of devotion and much shedding of tears. Once he had received the body and blood of Christ, he would admit the server and complete the ceremony. After mass was over, he often seemed so abstracted from his senses that you would think him more dead than alive. The same Pope dispensed Philip from reciting the divine office because he was often so ill or abstracted and allowed him to say the rosary instead. He did therefore recite the rosary when he was ill And the doctors specifically forbade him to say the office in canonical hours. But when he was well, he would never take advantage of this dispensation, but regularly recited the divine office in its present form. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, apostle of Rome, counselor of popes, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. One of the great joys of going to Rome is to visit the tomb of Saint Philip. You visit his tomb in the left-hand side of one of the most beautiful churches in Rome. And his body is still in very good condition. It's in a glass case. You can see his body there, priestly vestments on, a silver mask on his face. And there's an altar on, over his body inside the church. And then if you go outside the chapel towards the sacristy, there's a, a hallway that leads to a staircase that goes up to the third floor where you can visit the rooms of St. Philip, his bedroom and this little chapel, this private chapel adjacent to his room that the Pope gave him permission to say mass in. For the last five years of his life, St. Philip would be able to say this private mass in this little chapel. You can still see the altar, You can still see his candles. They even have his chalice in a reliquary on the altar. You can see the crucifix that he would look at. And in that chapel on the wall is a bell, a little bell with a string. And that's how he would signal to the server when he wanted the mass to be finished. In other words, he would go through the mass and in those days, you really weren't supposed to say Mass without a server. So he had a server. But then it came to the point of that, Lord, I am not worthy. And if you've been to a Latin Mass, it's exactly the same as in the time of St. Philip, more or less. And this is before the priest receives communion. Three times he says, Domine non sum dignus, Lord, I am not worthy. And when he would do that, and he would begin the three private prayers of preparation for the priest. It would take him two hours to get through it. And so he would send the server away and let him go have his lunch. And the server would go outside his bedroom and put a sign that said, silence, the father is saying mass. And then the young man would come back and he'd knock. And that bell that's on the wall with a long string If Philip wanted to complete the Mass, he would pull the bell and he would ring. And the boy would come in, the the brother would come in, and they'd finish the Mass. But if he didn't hear the bell ring, then he would come back later. And we don't know what passed between Philip and the Lord Jesus in that sacred time. But we know that God is outside of time. And we know that Philip Neri continues to inspire people today. And we know that the oratorians carry on the work of St. Philip, that there's a special vocation of an oratorian to bring St. Philip to the towns in which they go, the countries in which they go, that he continues to live and move through the oratorians. And why is this important? Because that means it's very likely that St. Philip was given in those times of prayer insight not only into the mystery of God, the mystery of the Holy Trinity, the mystery of the Incarnation, the mystery of the Church, but within the mystery of the Church, he grasped you and I possibly. It's quite likely that St. Philip was given the grace to see what his work that he'd begun would carry on, how it would grow, who would be brought to the Lord through him. And to think that St. Philip thought about you and I in that little chapel in Rome. But when we ponder that, we should ponder something even more mysterious and wonderful. That when the Lord Jesus himself was in the agony of the garden, He prayed for several hours, repeating the same words If it's possible, let this cup pass from me. For there he saw before his eyes all the sins of the world, all those who would love him, all those who would see the Eucharist, who would benefit from his passion. So the Lord Jesus has seen us. The Lord Jesus has prayed for us. The Lord Jesus knows us. He knows every single one of us, and he offered himself for us. St. Paul says to Galatians, the Lord Jesus loved me and gave himself up for me. And so we ask St. Philip tonight to pray for us, that we might, through him, come to a deeper love of Jesus Christ, who will be born for us at Christmas. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.